0: To week three, yes, week three. Week three. So we here. back here, Patrick and I again. It's not just me doing solo. Uh, I guess last week was you and I, but we did we the did. funky uh, anchor thing, and now we're back on. We're back on uh, hangouts, talking to each other, recording ourselves. So, what did you think of this yeah. last week of football, Patrick? Were you surprised were you happy
1: uh well as a bears fan i was happy that they got the win but um i mean it was weird with all the injuries it's like crazy like i don't know like half the league half the important league members are out you should see the falcons injury report if you haven't already for this week they have like eight people like questionable or doubtful or no i haven't
0: seen it um Yeah. yeah i mean I thought that this was a week of exciting versus week one, which I thought was pretty boring. I thought week two is actually fairly exciting. Um, I had a good time watching a lot of the games. I mean, I don't know which games you got, which games you watched, probably the Bears, but I watched uh, – I was lucky. I mean, so New Mexico, generally most people are either Cowboys or Broncos fans. Um sort of makes sense regionally no cardinals out there not really i don't <laughs> think people are that into the cardinals just because i mean i think you, you have a lot of people from texas who moved to new mexico and a lot of people from colorado who moved to new mexico and so you end up with Col- those
1: colorado is directly north right yeah it's new mexico okay and,
0: and like i guess technically denver is only about like from where i live in santa fe denver is only around six hours away versus phoenix is probably like six and a half so they're about equidistant but um so i like most people are either into the cowboys or the broncos and obviously both those teams were really good in the 90s and well and earlier for the bronco for the cardinal or my goodness the cowboys and the cardinals have never really been like good to the degree never. that those teams have been and they're not even really like from arizona, yeah, right? I mean. arizona
1: right i think they were in st louis in the they were in the Chicago until
0: the 60s, and then moved to I think yeah St. Louis for uh, a decade or two, and then moved to Arizona in like the 80s or something. So they're kind of newer. Yeah, they're pretty new to the area, and I just it doesn't seem like people are as into them here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was more like Sealers fans than there were uh, Cardinals fans, Packers or something. Yeah. So just teams with fans everywhere. Yeah, one of those super popular franchises but um yeah so i i got to watch the uh broncos stage and almost come back before they everybody died and <laughs> i got to watch i mean the cowboys falcons game was just amazing
1: i didn't watch that uh that is that that was afternoon or it was morning or, it was in the morning yeah, i was i was watching the bears but uh, i saw the ending thing i mean yeah I, I don't know if you're the Falcons, like how do you not know that you can just jump on it? Maybe it was they felt it was too hard or I think it was a brain fart to be honest. Like there were two guys there that was like they were open. They weren't being blocked by the Cowboys and they could have just fallen on the ball, but maybe they were too scared to do something about it. I, I don't, don't know.
0: know. I mean, that's it's funny because coaching that's a coaching problem, right? Like the players should know what to do. And if they don't, that's on the coach. That's not just like a mental thing. That's just bad coaching, which you could probably blame the special teams coach, whoever it is, but that's definitely, it, it eventually trickles up to Dan Quinn. And I I would imagine that this is probably Dan Quinn's last season as the head coach of the Falcons. I mean, when you think about it, they have a crazy good offense, but they can't win games. And, Ironically, Dan Quinn is a defensive coach, and their defense is terrible. Real bad. And, you know, it's just like when a team has that much talent and they're losing. I mean, hopefully this week they go 0-3. I, I'm i skeptical that that'll happen, but you never know.
1: We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not so sure, sure, but I'm, I'm hopeful I'm going to watch. But, I, I mean, in, in terms of other games, I thought Sunday night was good seahawks uh patriots cam newton looks good i would say and uh russell wilson is the leading mvp candidate already i would say after two weeks
0: yeah i read I i saw in the game they said that he never had an mvp vote and i thought that was just crazy
1: that is crazy i yeah no votes whatsoever he's had so many good seasons maybe this is the final finally
0: the one all right so let's move on we're going to start off with so the plan for today's episode is we're going to kind of review these uh this transaction list both uh, any big money free agent signings and then um trades we had our first trades this week we had two of them And then uh, the plan after that is we're going to kind of go through these preliminary rankings, uh, like the records, and sort of say whether we're buying or selling those records, whether we think they're representative of the teams. And then we're going to finish out with, as usual, our predictions for week three. Um, So, yeah, let's get into this. So, first, I'm just going to go over some of these uh, uh, free agent pickups. So, obviously... Money spent. Yeah, I mean, I think... there's definitely, um, you know, with the fact that our rosters are so deep, we have 14 teams, pretty big rosters. Um, and then with all the injuries, a lot of people putting in bids, and a lot of people putting in big bids. And so um, I, I think basically any time we have um, <clears throat> some the winning bid over $10, I'll, I'll bring it up. So first – First thing we have um, is uh, the Indianapolis defense with a $20 bid. Um, that went they must be playing really well. Uh, I guess they did score 16
1: Alex. last week. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, they play the Jets. And, That's a good one. Uh, I mean, I, I thought Indianapolis would have a good defense this year. I think I drafted them initially and then sort of got scared off them after that first game against Jacksonville, and Arizona looked pretty good, so I picked them I picked them up. But, I mean, clearly Minnesota is terrible. Mm-hmm. And so Indianapolis looked good against them, and definitely the Jets are terrible. So Indianapolis is going to play a good game against them. I don't know if I would have spent $20 on them, especially since, I mean, obviously we don't know this, you don't know this in advance, but the next highest bid was $3. I mean, I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find people bidding more than $5 on a defense, unless it's like, a top yeah. five defense that you can have for the rest of the season.
1: That's true. Yeah, I think maybe three years, 2017, when the Jags were really good, I think I remember spending like 30 on the defense. But that was like the final piece to my roster, and that yeah. ended up going to the championship or winning the championship. I, I can't remember. But that was a good year. And I remember Jack was a little upset because he had a pretty high bid on that too. But 30, was that was, that was the most so but think, 20, yeah, 20 for indie is, is a lot,
0: yeah. So, I think a good pickup, but definitely overspending a little bit. Just a reminder for people who are not entirely clear on how fab works, uh, which apparently Cayman is one of them. One, <laughs> it's not real money, you don't actually have to pay a hundred dollars if you use all your fab. And two, um, I know that this was something the first time I'd ever done fab, I didn't know it didn't reset the, after every week. So, what you spend, like that's all you have for the season. Now, just a reminder. In, even though you can't do it through the Yahoo interface we do allow fab trading so if you want to trade like a player for fab you can do it you just have to let me know and i and I can process it as commissioner and the next uh player here who went for over ten dollars was uh Dalton Schultz I picked him up for twenty and the next highest was alex with fifteen uh, so that was
1: good yeah he had i mean uh we were talking Excuse me, we were talking a lot about Blake Jarwin, you know, in our uh pre pre pre-draft podcast and how he was going to be good and now that he's out, he's out for the season, I think. Yeah. Blake Jarwin is, yeah. 20s, and yeah. so uh Dalton Schultz could come in and and be that and he looked good against Atlanta, I mean, looking at 10 targets.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I definitely don't think Dalton Schultz is a long-term solution for the Cowboys. I don't think he's as good a player as Blake Jarwin, right? There's a reason why they gave Blake sure. Jarwin a ton of money, but the fact is, is that Blake Jarwin clearly plays an important role in the offense. And given the fact that, like the you know, corpse of Jason Witten actually put up decent numbers last season, I think it shows that like the actual tight end doesn't have to be that good to produce numbers in Dallas. So my hope is that he you know i actually was i almost spent a lot more money on Mo'Ally cox cuz i like mm-hmm. Mo'Ally cox as a player way better than i like dalton schultz but it's just i don't know if he would be a good long-term solution because jack doyle should be coming back soon and i just don't know if he's going to put up good numbers so i figured dalton schultz i don't love him but he's probably going to get like 5 targets a game
1: yeah, and you were having some tight end trouble, right? I mean, you Well, had I had Blake started. Jarwin, yeah, so... Yeah, okay. Started I started Jimmy, Jimmy Graham week. hoping
0: for a touchdown. I didn't get it. Thankfully, I won anyway, but, uh, yeah. Drafting Blake Jarwin... Yeah, I mean, I liked the pick, but you can't predict ACL tears, so... True. No, that was a good pickup. Next highest, we have Jack picking up Keelan Cole for $37. Next highest was uh, Gridiron Grimace, and I put in a nice... Uh, waiver claim there. <laughs> he's a, Keelan Cole's interesting because he's a player that like two years ago I thought was going to be really good. He had that like amazing catch that's still like played with the highlight reels. I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about. He's like think, running I down the so. sideline. He picks his arm up, reaches like behind his back and grabs it. It's a pretty awesome catch, but then he just never seemed to really put it together after that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I think it was, maybe not last season, but two seasons ago, it was like Marquise Lee and Keelan Cole and one other player, Chris Conley, maybe. D.D. Westbrook? Oh uh, Yeah, maybe D.D. Westbrook. And there was just, you know, who's going to be the Jags' number one receiver? Obviously, a year later, it was D.J. Shark. Right. But, yeah, I was really high on him a while ago, and so I thought, like, oh, maybe he's putting it together finally. And he kind of put up a stinker on thursday so i don't know if jack is happy about that 37 dollar bid but you know obviously he's if you have if you're having receiver troubles i mean especially if dj chart keeps missing time keelan cole might end up being good i mean i like his target numbers but a lot of what he's doing is bolstered by touchdowns and in fact his yardage and target and reception numbers are not too off from what they were previous weeks he just didn't get the touchdown
1: right i i would I would classify this as an overspend. 37 seems like a lot for Keelan Cole. I don't know. Maybe there really wasn't too many other wide receivers out there, but I don't know if I would have put up 37. I mean, obviously I didn't make a claim for him. So.
0: Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're what – I think at this stage – At this stage, because we're not into buys yet, I don't think anybody's looking for, like, a one-week flyer. At this time, you're kind of grabbing guys, hoping that by the end of the season they end up being startable week in, week out. I mean, obviously, if they don't, they don't, right? There's just guys you're picking up on waivers, but that's kind of the first four games That's sort of what you're doing is, like, reading the signs, trying to get the guy who maybe right now, not too hot, but, like, eventually he'll come into it and he'll be a regular producer, so, I do think that that probably is an overspend because I don't think Keelan Cole will ever be that. I think you have. Chark will be the guy. Yeah, you have Chark's the number one and. Robinson. I mean, on top of that. I mean, Robinson's
1: a running back and all, but, you know, maybe their their offense tends to go that way.
0: Running back and Well, that And, and uh, LaVisca Chenault, I think, is definitely uh, yeah. the second. He's going to be getting. Maybe he won't be second in targets, but production-wise, he'll probably be the second on the team behind Chark. So really it's sort of like you have this morass at the end where it's like Cole, uh, Conley, nothing I really love there. And uh, Mm -hmm. Minshew sort of impressed the first week and impressed the second week even though they lost. And then the third week struggled a a little bit.
1: Yeah, Thursday night was not his best game.
0: Moving on to the next one, I, I, there's basically like three, uh, you know what, I'll say there's two like, There was two prizes here based on the money people were offering, and there was one that had a lot of offers, but nobody really put in that much money. And the first of the two big prizes was Devonta Freeman. I did not put in a bid because if there's something I don't need help with, it's running back right now. Um, even after trade which we'll get to later but yeah it was Devonta freeman you won him for 40 and um, yeah if, if other bids are any indication i don't think that that was an overspend i mean i'll let you speak on it more but clearly you knew that when you were getting Devonte freeman you were getting a rest of season starting running back which right. there's done there's none of those guys available on waivers right now so
1: exactly that was mostly my thinking i think you know i don't Really believe in the Giants' offensive line necessarily. I mean, I'm hoping that you know we've seen Devontae Freeman before in, in Atlanta. He played; he had a couple good seasons. You know, he's he's a reliable running back. So, um, despite other than the fact that he's just a starting running back, um, he's proven that he can be good in the in the past. So, I'm not starting him this week because I think that uh, Deion Lewis will probably get more touches. This week, but um, next week, I'm thinking that, you know, he can start being more in this offense. And granted, Saquon Bartley wasn't doing great, but he, I mean, he was injured, and then, yeah, I don't know. Yep. I, I'm happy with De- Devontae Freeman, and I knew that there's probably not going to be another player that comes available like this that is worth
0: no. spending a lot of on. Barring oh. injury, probably not. I mean, so my, I'll say that, uh, I actually don't really like him that much. I think he was not good in Atlanta because he's not good. Um, I think that... I think the Giants managed to make Saquon Barkley look bad. And, you know, I, I'm i maybe not as high on Saquon Barkley as a lot of people. I think me... I, two players I'm low on that people seem to think are just amazing, and I'm just sort of like... I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that they're good in theory, but I need to really see them put it together, are um, Deshaun Watson and Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley. Mm-hmm. And it's like, obviously, Saquon Barkley came into the league with amazing talent, but just... <laughs> his first season, I don't know what his rushing yards were off the top of my head, but I think he did a lot of work in the passing game. It was just because Eli Manning was just like Philip Rivers, like check down monster And then last season, you know, there was a lot of speculation. Like, you know, obviously he got hurt, but then it was – a lot of it was just he wasn't getting the passing work. And I know the Giants don't have a good offensive line, but, you know, he's supposed to be this generational talent. Let's see him do something still. Or maybe he just hasn't common coaches. Maybe he just has a QB that refuses to throw the ball to him. I don't know. The point is, is that Saquon Barkley, who's – well, pretty much universally regarded as a top three RB in the league in terms of talent, couldn't do anything in New York. So either people are wrong about Saquon, or the Giants are just that bad. So I'm a little worried about Devonta Freeman. I don't. I mean, he's going to get the volume probably. I don't think Deion Lewis is going to be taking much passing work from him. And obviously, they just paid him like three million dollars, so they're going to feed, they're going to give him the work. But I just. You know, I worry that he's not going to necessarily be that good. Now, I would say that I don't think you overspent on him, but I will say that I think a team like Corey's team should have spent a lot more than you to try to get him. Because Corey, for example, looking at his running backs, I mean, he's starting Chase Edmonds as his RB two, and he's yeah. starting Matt Breida in his flex, and I know that. Christian McCaffrey is only out for a short period of time. But it, like that's a team where, and I've seen some other teams, there's some other teams in our league like that that are starting just like nobody at RB2. And I, like, or like if, if Tariq Cohen's your RB2, which I, I think he is for whoever's team it is, maybe Adams. If Tariq Cohen's your RB2, for example, I'm dropping a ton of money on Devonta Freeman. So I, I don't mm-hmm. think you overspent for him, but I would have liked to have seen somebody else spend more on him.
1: Yeah, and I also kn- kind of knew that that was going to be the case. A lot of people are going to be spending money, so I wanted to kind of scoop some people on that. Uh, by the way, just looking at the stats, uh, for Saquon Barkley, his rookie season, he had over 2,000 uh, total oh, yards. How much and, it was, uh, I, mean, I
0: think he went over 1,000. I mean, he well, had
1: 1,300 he? 1, rushing yards, 700 so less, receiving yards. Okay.
0: So yeah, I mean obviously. 15 Saquon, total touchdowns. Obviously Saquon was good that first season, so it's really hard to say like he's not good. I don't know. I just I just want to see it. I want I w it wasn't I didn't see it last season. And well, I just I think, don't know how much yeah. changed other than just not Eli.
1: I know what you mean. I think maybe, you know, if if he's this generational player then he should be causing wins, you know, making the team win. Yeah, I mean and there's lots of. He hasn't,
0: I, w- I don't want to debate Saquon Barkley being good, because I do think he's good. I'm just skeptical. Same with Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is good, but I'm skeptical that he's as good as people think he is.
2: Yeah, yeah, Let's
0: yeah. Let's see. So next guy, went over 10, was Dion Lewis. Um, next highest was to Adams. Or he went for 21 to uh, Joseph. Joseph. Sorry, for some reason I was thinking Joshua. I'm like, I know that's not his name. <laughs> and he's, uh, gonna, he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like, "Fuck those kids." <laughs> yeah, well, it was not because I don't remember your name, Joseph. It's just, I mean, it's not even noon yet here in New Mexico, so you gotta, you gotta <laughs> let me, uh, you gotta cut me some slack. The next highest offer was a dollar. Um, I definitely think Joseph way overpaid here. Um, I'm not sure if he knew about the Devonta Freeman news about how sure it was that he was going there because I think it the news came that out That was Tuesday later night.
1: yeah, that was later and I remember seeing that and then I automatically just put the bid in then. Yeah, there was like speculation. I used on my radar, but yeah.
0: There was speculation. I think as soon as 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 late as or as early it's as early. Monday night, there was speculation that Devonta Freeman was going to get signed by the Giants. Right. Excuse me. And then um and then I think the news had broke before wednesday so i just don't think that was a good idea i think dion lewis yeah he had a lot of work but clearly he's not going to get that work now and so i I do think that that wasn't overspend i probably i think five dollars would have been fair for dion lewis
1: we'll see uh yeah i i I was i think before the Devontae freeman news i think i may have had a bid on dion lewis i can't remember but I def- I definitely was looking to you know pick him up if if he wasn't going to be. If he was going to be the starter, I mean, hell, you know, yeah. if they weren't going to sign Devontae Freeman, I would have picked him up for sure.
0: So next one, uh, not don't want to spend too much time on this, but it was Gardner Minshew for twelve to Alex. Um, definitely looked like a good idea after the first two weeks, but he sort of stunk it up. Thursday, I think Alex started him. I don't know for sure. I mean, kind of, I think he was just sort of screwed over by the fact that he didn't have his uh, wide receiver one, and it was sort of a late thing, because I think he practiced and then it was just, they decided to keep him out, so, I like Gardner Minshew long term, but that was definitely not his best game.
1: Yeah, I think this season, what I'm finding with my team is that it's, I have a little bit of, you know, my quarterback situation, my defense situation is not that great, and it's, I find it a little bit difficult to find long-term answers in that front on the waiver wire.
0: Are, actually, I was surprised we're... by how thin the waivers are at QB. I mean, I generally think there's like 20 startable quarterbacks in the league at any given point. I don't yeah. know if people are rostering backups. I haven't paid enough attention to the rosters to see, like, where the quarterbacks are. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that there's some guy, like, in our league, the the, the waivers are a little bit better. Um, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick put up two good weeks in a row. Derek Carr, I mean, I just think the offense is, is – cli- I don't believe in Derek Carr, but the offense is clicking, and he's going to get some points. Jared Goff, I'm actually pretty surprised he's on waivers. Yeah, he, he didn't yeah. have a great first week, but, I mean, he's I just – I do like him this season. Yeah, he's not a good enough offense. I don't see why not just pick him up. Justin Herbert. I think that would be fun just to like ride, ride that uh, whatever you want to call it, ride that ride. Anyway, uh, moving on. So overpay? I don't think so. I don't think it was an overpay. I think if you're having trouble at quarterback, twelve dollars for Gardner Minshew seems fair. Yeah. And then uh, the next prize of the draft or of the free agency, I mean, was Mike Davis. Seth won him for thirty-four. The next highest was Kyle with 27. There's a lot of, uh, bids here in the twenties two seventeens, And then, uh, looks like David put in a $3 bid for good measure. So what do you think about this? I'm curious to, to hear what you think about it.
1: Yeah. I I mean, as far as I know, it's going to be Mike Davis in the backfield. I'm not crazy about him as a player. I mean, he was on the bears last season before they cut him, but, uh, I mean if you're the only guy in the backfield basically yeah i mean this is another kind of situation where it's like a starting running back what i heard was that maybe curtis samuel was going to be splitting some carries yeah i think I'd, i'd seen some of that too but no i'm i'm yeah i think mike davis is good a good pickup i don't know if he's gonna i mean he's not gonna be mccaffrey i mean nobody's gonna be like that so you can't pick him up and expect him to be like that um so I I don't know I mean yeah I think it's a good pick I mean I spent seventeen that was too little because I was really going in on Devontae Freeman but uh, no I think it's a good pick I mean, good pickup he'll get a lot of receiving work I mean yeah. you saw already that he was he was last game week two he got a lot of receiving work
0: I mean it, it sounds like just based on volume alone he'll be okay I obviously I think that so most running backs I would say are good because their situation is good. And obviously they have some some talent. But Christian McCaffrey is one of the guys where I think he's good regardless of what his situation is. I mean, obviously if he's a terrible line, terrible quarterback, he's going to have worse numbers than he would if he had a good line, a good quarterback. But I think he's just like that such a good player that he really produces regardless of situation. And I don't know if I believe in Carolina's situation that much. They have been putting up a lot of points so one has to imagine if the, if they're playing behind constantly, which they have been, that uh, Mike Davis will get enough volume in the passing game to be productive. So I don't think it's terrible. I mean, I think the one surprising thing about this is that uh, we're missing a bid from Corey here. I don't know. if Maybe Corey doesn't know. I don't know if Corey knows how to work the the waiver wire. Corey, you should ask Adam how to work the waiver wire. He could help you out because you definitely should have. I think Corey definitely should have picked him up, especially since his uh, running back situation is pretty poor. But $34. um,
1: That was reasonable. Yeah, I mean, if if I didn't go so big on Devontae Freeman, I would have gone big on Mike Davis.
0: Yeah, it's reasonable. I mean, I definitely, like, for $34 for Mike Davis, I definitely would have spent... I would if I were willing to spend thirty four dollars on Mike Davis, I would have spent twice that for Devonta Freeman. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> would you put in yeah. the same amount for Freeman and Davis? I guess I, I would be curious to know what his mentality behind that was, given that Freeman is a year long starter, whereas Davis has between three and six games most likely as the starter. And then and there finally, may be more
1: upside, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then finally somebody who who went for a lot of money but not a lot of higher second offers was daryl henderson went for 37 dollars to jack um it's a little bit confusing obviously because michael what was his name what's his malcolm name? brown malcolm brown malcolm brown had that good game week one and we were talking to him up big time and then he stunk. Yeah. but i think he did get hurt or something didn't
1: he he had a thumb injury i think yeah yeah
0: and then cam akers is he's going to miss some time right i believe so so Daryl Henderson is sort of like the last man standing. So I, I get spending a lot of money on him, and I actually picked him up in a few leagues, but not nearly for the same amount of money that Jack did.
1: Yeah, I think it's a bit of an overspend, considering that these other guys are going to come back. And to me, it looked like, you know, at least week one, Daryl Henderson looked like the worst running back, even when he did get his small amount of carries. And so I dropped him. I mean, I drafted Daryl Henderson mm-hmm. in this league, and then I dropped him after that. And then it looked like Ma- Malcolm Brown was going to be the guy, but then he got hurt, and then Daryl Henderson had a good game. So I don't really know how to read him too much. It sounds like he's going to be fine for the next couple of weeks at least. Maybe Malcolm Brown will kind of yeah, come I don't come even in think Malcolm Brown is hurt, out.
0: though. That's sort of the weird – like he got hurt in the game. Maybe yeah, I, 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 I don't think he's out for yeah. the game yet. And obviously, we're a little biased because we can see the bids here. I mean, I think that, mm-hmm. yeah, like $15, I think, would have been a good price to bid. 37 I mean, it could just, maybe his thought was like, waivers are so thin, nobody's going to be like, get get the guy now what you can, right?
1: I mean, you said it last week, right? You shoot your shot. Yeah. You gotta, because the it's thin out there.
0: Yeah, so I really don't see anything here that, that I think, looking at all these bids, nothing here... Even the ones that are overspends, the only ones that are really bad, I think, are Dion Lewis and Keelan Cole. Everything else is kind of what. Even even Indianapolis for twenty, because I think Indianapolis is a season long option. And would I have spent that much? Never, but it it doesn't make me cringe too much. So we had our first trades of the season last week. Um, after kind of the all those RBs went down, I. S- sort of tried to hit everybody up that looked like they were struggling with RB to do running back trades. Obviously, Adam lost uh, Saquon. Saquon for the year. So we worked out a deal. David Johnson, he received him, and then I received Devontae Parker. Um, I don't know if I would, in my opinion, granted I'm biased because I did the trade, and. <laughs> But well, I don't think that there was a loser to this trade. I think that David Johnson is the starter year long. He looked really good week one and looked not so good week two. And I think that that will probably be how he'll be all season. I think he'll have games where he, if they're playing a a, a weak defense and they're able to maybe pull ahead, that they'll that he'll have these like fifteen to twenty point games. And then I think there will also be games like, in my opinion, potentially this week against Pittsburgh where they just can't get anything going and he ends up getting like four to eight points. And so even though I I, I like David Johnson, I obviously drafted him for a reason. I think that since I was so weak at wide receiver, I mean, my wide receivers look bad. I thought that if I could just get like a wide receiver – that it was good. I mean, Devontae Parker obviously had been struggling with injury a little bit, so I don't think he's really – he's played two really good secondaries as well. I think I think it worked yeah. out for both teams, but uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts.
1: Um, Yeah, I don't know if I'm really convinced on Houston as a team. So that would be interesting to see how David Johnson does for the rest of the season. I am kind of surprised that you did this trade because I thought you were down on Devontae Parker. And uh, more up on Preston Williams. And I noticed your lineup on Thursday night, you had Devontae Parker in and not Preston Williams, who had a touchdown. Yeah,
0: I mean, Preston Williams had a touchdown, but that but he only had Other two catches. Yeah. I mean, I actually like... Part of that is my bias, because I have him in, dy- in Dynasty. So I, like, I want him to be... I'm willing him to be good. I'm speaking it into, ex- into existence. And, um, you know, I do believe in him long-term. First two weeks he played again the best secondaries in the league and ironically um he was getting the wide receiver one matchups it, like from what i was seeing in the highlights and in the film
1: preston williams
0: yeah like preston williams was facing i think he was playing Stefan gilmore most of the mm. most of the day and on week one and then week two he played uh who's the big who's the good corner on the bills Tre'Davious white is that his name yeah
1: yeah i think so yeah
0: Something white, I think that's his name, and so he's like yeah. one of the best corners in the league. And week three, it was just like the Dolphins' game scripted out the Jag- the Jaguars. I think, uh, so Preston did catch a yeah. touchdown, but it was like Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick. I almost said Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Fitzpatrick only threw twenty passes, was, and and they won thirty one to thirteen. So definitely, yeah. the game script just went just favored not the passing game
1: agreed i i think Devonte parker at this point is a better option than preston williams so i mean yeah i don't know uh i was a little surprised by this trade i didn't know this went through i was I'm, wondering how you got Devonte parker but. i mean
0: i've got both of them so if if Devonte parker starts sucking i'll start playing preston williams because i don't think i mean the next man up on my roster to get cut once i, I already have in mind who's going to get cut once uh what's his name is healthy damian harris so Mm -hmm. and it's not Preston williams so i'm going to hold on to both those guys for foreseeable future yeah this seems like pretty
1: fair i mean you're pretty good with running backs and um you know you didn't need to have david johnson really so yeah i think that's that's a good uh that was a good good trade and i know adam needed one so mutually beneficial
0: yeah so next trade which just went through not, not 10 minutes. Well, not 20 minutes ago, Jonathan Taylor from, or it was between you and you and Seth and you traded Jonathan Taylor for, and received Julio Jones. So what do you, what do you think about this trade?
1: Yeah. I, I thought about this a lot yesterday. Um, I wasn't sure. Seth offered it to me. He said, you know, who do you want for, I mean, you're interested in trading for Julio Jones. And I'm like, I'm not going to trade Zeke. And he's like, well, about Taylor? And I'm like, let me think about that. So I was thinking a lot about it yesterday and wasn't sure, you know, if, if it's appropriate for me to send away one of my running backs that I'm pretty high on. But, um, but then I thought more about it and I'm like, you know, still, he's a rookie. Jonathan Taylor is still a rookie. I still don't really know exactly what he's going to be. I mean, I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries and stuff. And, uh, the bulk of the attention in in Indianapolis but you know they were playing Minnesota that was a pretty weak team and I don't know if they're going to be relying on the run game as much throughout the whole season and and then I was really thinking like am I really overthinking this you know it's Julio Jones for God's sakes and it's like if I if I came out of the draft having Julio Jones George Kittle and Zeke I would have been ecstatic so I felt it was worth it. I know that Julio Jones is gunna, when he when he plays, you know, he's questionable now. I don't know if he's going to play on Sunday, but when he plays, I'm pretty confident that he's going to be somebody that I can rely on as a wide receiver one. I didn't really have a wide receiver one too, so um, Robert Woods was my wide receiver one. So I, I, I was cool with this. But I, I I was going a lot back and forth. I, I didn't. This was this was a difficult decision for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, admittedly, um, I was sort of surprised you did it. But I think a lot of it is just because I think Julio is actually pretty hurt right now. And I now granted, okay, he was hurt week one, but they said that he re-aggravated his injury week two. So I don't think that it's fair to say that that's... Because I was talking to somebody else about this. I said, yeah, Julio just got traded in, in my dynasty league, and I kind of ribbed the guy who trade, traded for him. Like, he's hurt. Like, And they're like, well, well, he was hurt week one, but he still put up a lot of points. And it, it is true that in week two, um, he did drop. And probably dropped it because he was hurt, but he did drop like a 50-yard touchdown or something, I think. Mm-hmm. Or what, what probably would have been a touchdown. And, and so he catches that. He at least has a pretty good day, right? Like, if he catches that, he's got, like, 15 points. Yeah. But I do think that he's pretty hurt right now, and I don't even know if he'll play this week. I think that Atlanta will, what they'll do is, if he's healthy enough to play, even if he's going to be ineffectual, they'll put him out there just because he's going to draw attention.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that that also concerned me. I knew he was dealing with this injury but uh, I was just listening to some other videos because I was, you know, trying to get some Julio intel and stuff, and seeing what other uh, other experts had to say. And and he, I guess, has only really missed like four games in the past, like five seasons or something. So even when he's, you know, feeling a little hurt, he usually toughs it out and and plays. And so yeah. that 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 is encouraging to me. And I know I think. Uh he's 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 consistent enough where I can feel good about him getting at least fourteen points maybe, thirteen points a game. And so that's what I want. Jonathan Taylor I felt pretty good about him doing something similar, but I still am a I'm less sure about what the Colts offense is than I am about the Falcons. Yeah. So that was my main reason for doing that.
0: I yeah, it's it's because you have Devonta Freeman, so he could easily probably after this week, I would imagine you'll be plugging him into your RB two spot. Unless yeah. Naheem has another great, unless Naheem Hines replaces or repeats his week one, and then you have right. miles Ga- Miles Gaskin on your bench, and clearly, even though he's getting no end zone work, he's getting an I mean twenty two attempts, and then I think he had yeah. some several catches as well. Um, he's getting enough work to where like you could pretty much rely on him to get you ten points. So he's good like week plug-in or something or or if yeah. one of your guys gets hurt you, you can rely on him I don't know though I mean I I don't think I would have done it I think I would have held Jonathan Taylor just because I think um I think Jonathan Taylor has the potential to be a top five running back rest of season
2: yeah. and I
0: and I mean I do agree with you that that yeah it's like having that stack of you have Julio um Zeke and george kittle when they're all healthy i i mean yeah that's the thing is like i just i worry about hamstr- hamstrings and high angle sprains are the two injuries that always worry the most because those are always the injuries where it's like at the end at the end of the season you know all the reports come out like oh, such and such says that his down year was because he, he was injured all season and, and that's why he wasn't good And they're just so hard for those players to like really be themselves with those two types of injuries. So I think that there is a, I think that at best this is a even trade. I don't think that I would even at the end of the season, unless like Jonathan Taylor got hurt, obviously I don't think I would ever say that you won this trade granted trades aren't necessarily competitions. I mean, obviously you're competing against everybody in your league, but the perfect trade is one that benefits both players. Right. If if people were winning and losing every trade, that wouldn't be fun, mm-hmm. because it would just mean that people were getting basically, you know, screwed by mm-hmm. trading, and that's not good if you want trades to happen. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't. I don't think that in the best case scenario, I think this is an even trade. In the worst case scenario, I think that Julio struggles with the injury all year.
1: Yeah, it's possible. So, I mean, I I. Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit on a little bit the running. I, I felt more or less comfortable with my running back situation, and uh, and yeah, yeah. I, I I I was struggling with this. You know, this was a tough decision for me, and I'm 0-2. Figured, you know, I got to move some things around. You know, maybe maybe this will jumpstart me.
0: So I guess with on that note, we're gonna roll into this next segment we're doing, which is uh, I'm gonna go through the player through the teams, um, from bottom to top, and we're just gonna talk. I don't want to go into it too much because obviously we're already getting up to 45 minutes here. And we still have to go through our our uh, the, this week's matchups, but I just want to I want to go over it and say like, are we buying or selling the record? Right? Does somebody look like a one and 0 team? Just or one and one team do they look like an 0 and 2 team do they look like a 2 and 0 team where do we think things are going to be shaping up long term based on how their team looks so on the note of of your team you're 0 and 2 right now and uh you're you're not even averaging 100 points a week and i going into this segment before i knew about the trade i was going to say emphatically that you are that i am i guess selling means I don't know how it defines selling to me means that you disagree with the results. I was going to say, I emphatically believe that your team is way better than Owen two. I think you've had some quarterback trouble early. Who was your quarterback before Trubisky? Daniel Jones. Yeah, that was, you got to stop watching Brett, Brett Coleman, man. <laughs> he is. I think Brett Coleman is a good videographer. I don't think he reads film very well. I it's not like I do it better but I just don't I haven't seen his what he believes on the tape very often unless it's like a player that is self-evidently good. Mm-hmm. But when it's players that you that aren't self-evidently good, I don't seem to see it uh materialize much when he says that. Well, anyway, moving on from Daniel Jones. Um I you could be in a situation where you're streaming quarterbacks all season, which isn't necessarily a bad situation. I think it gives you a lot more freedom than say if you've got a a guy like Matt Stafford where you're just sort of stuck, which I do, where you're just like, you're not going to drop Matt Stafford, but you could easily get a week with Matt Stafford where he scores like 14 points. Versus streaming, you could chase that upside. It actually, I think, could work out for you. But yeah, I mean, even looking at your team now, I think I sort of like it better with Jonathan Taylor as RB2 and with, like, if you had Russell Gage in there, I, mean, mm-hmm. I think I'd, I would be happy and I would like that. But I get that you yeah Paris Campbell on IR. I don't think he's going to come back this season. I think he's basically out. But it's weird the way IR works this season. So, yeah. so as far as buying, selling, or I don't know if there's something in between. Or we could just make it interesting and say that's your only two options. I guess I'm going to go sell. I think that your team is better than zero two. I think that your team, you might not win this week, just because I don't think Julio is going to be healthy. I think I don't even know if he'll play. I if he does play, he's always a threat to catch a touchdown, a long touchdown, even when he's hobbled. So, I I I think that it. I think that that's your problem this week. Is I think, I think in the future Julio healthier, Devonta Freeman likely playing likely going to be worked into the offense i do think that your team is better than zero and two this week i think you'll struggle but i'm selling the zero and two what about you
1: yeah i agree i i feel like i don't know um i'm still feeling out my roster a little bit uh my rb2 spot is now a little bit more in question but i think Devontae freeman can go in there and maybe even miles gaskin can go in there i don't know um but I was really feeling out the flex spots. I didn't really know what to do, Russell Gage or not. And and I feel more or less that I'm getting a little bit more steady. And so, uh, week one was pretty rough. Week two is also rough. I'm hoping George Kittle comes back pretty soon. I think he will next week. And, uh, I don't have to worry about tight end as much. That'll be nice. But, uh, I, I have faith in myself to be able to get some wins here this season.
0: All right. So that's two selling on the o and 2 Next team up, number 13, uh, football. So I have to say I am buying the o and 2 I think this team is, no offense, I think this team is very bad. Granted, we haven't seen him with his wide receiver one yet. We haven't seen him with Kenny Galladay. And, I mean, I just, even with Saquon on the team, obviously if if Saquon is on his team, David Johnson is not on his team. So swap Mm -hmm. Saquon with David Johnson. And I think at that point I would imagine he's starting Devontae Parker over like Golden Tate or something. I guess I actually almost – yeah. Okay. So, in the hypothetical situation where Saquon doesn't get hurt, he has a better team. I still don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm selling the O two though. I think I'm buying O two. I think that I think that he got he screwed himself by drafting Mahomes so so high. I think it's the only way you can explain the way this roster shakes out. And Mark Andrews,
1: that those had to have been two. Yeah, where he top draft
0: him? Third round. Let's see. Four picks. Fourth round. Yeah, I mean, I like Mark Andrews a lot, and I don't even really think he reached in the fourth. I think it's just like if you've already drafted quarterback early, then you're picking up a tight end early. I think that's the problem. I think if you'd grab Mark Andrews in the fourth, I don't have a problem with that in a vacuum. It's yeah, grabbing yeah. Mark Andrews in the fourth after you've grabbed Patrick Mahomes in, I want to say, the second, third. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm with third, you there.
1: Though. His his running back situation is in rough, and I'm not really buying on too much on his wide receivers.
0: He has Saquon Barkley in his IR. Oh, wait, I mean, you could just drop him. He's out for the season.
1: Yeah. I don't really know if there's anybody on his bench that is worth putting in. Yeah, anyway, that's a problem. so uh like I think Bryce he's, Love he's is pretty dro- rough
0: Bryce Love shot. is droppable. So I think Sony Michel, he if he's not already, he's totally phased out when Damian Harris comes back. Yeah, there's a there's a lot I don't like on this roster. I mean, Akilah Harry maybe, maybe might be startable, but who do you start him over? Golden Tate, I guess. I don't know. And Corey Davis, you have to wonder how much of his production is coming from AJ Brown being hurt. It's just a yeah, it's a rough situation for Adam. Unfortunately for him, I do think with Saquon Hurt doing the trade that he did made his team better because I agree. It would be really Definitely. bad if he was going into this game Sony
1: Michelle as RB two or yeah I mean once like, again
0: I think once Daryman Harris comes back Sony Michelle might even be droppable but we'll see I might be wrong but Carrie Ann Johnson then would be his RB two that's not good so um, he should have put in a little more money for a Devonta Freeman type guy or maybe he was happy with David Johnson that did go through before waivers but yeah buying the Owen two same see who do we have next so number 12 have our first uh we're, well we're out of winless teams so now we got cayman at one and one so we have a lot of i mean most teams right now are one and one i think there's only four teams that um are either two and oh or zero and two so this is going to be a little bit as far as the buying and selling maybe i should we should have waited a week so that everybody had either a winning or losing record, um, but we'll do, we'll go with it anyway. I guess for these one in one teams, we'll say uh, upside or going yeah, up. Or we'll going say, down. Yeah, we'll say yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say that going up or going down. So, looking at Cayman's team, um, yeah. It's one the and first one. thing that
1: I think he's his 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 four skill position starting positions I think are pretty good. Ty- Tyreek Hill, Terry McLaurin, Nick Chubb, and Mark Ingram. Those are all pretty solid, uh, but it's really the rest of his roster. Uh, actually, I like Mike Kosicki, too. I'll put that in there as well. Um, but the rest of his roster, I think, is rough. His bench is not very deep, in my opinion. Starting quarterback Drew Brees is a little bit of a problem this year, and his flex spots are kind of questionable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll say that like nobody has a deep bench this year. Yeah, but with that yeah, said, sure. like I mean, James White, he's not going to be an RB one, obviously, but he's usually pretty consistent. Obviously, didn't play last week. Adrian Peterson, he didn't do much last game, but that's because sort of got game scripted out. Seems the Lions really want to give him carries though, so he might just get the points. I mean, okay. I think like James White and Adrian Peterson are interchangeable because they're like both going to give you the same likelihood of like eight points to ten points. Um with Adrian Peterson, probably more likely to get you a goal line touchdown. He's more likely to do that. So, yeah, I mean, his his starting roster, I think, I don't know why he started Chris Thompson over Jerry Judy. Mm -hmm. Jerry Judy's had two okay games, and he's the wide receiver one for Denver this week. I probably would have started Jerry Judy over Chris Thompson.
1: Yeah, Cortland Sutton's out, right? So,
0: yeah, um, I mean, Jerry Judy, yeah. I think he's – I think looking at the team, he's trending up. I think this is a team that's better than 500. This is a team that's going to be a winning team at the end of the season. I think they're contenders. I mean, it's hard to say. I'll
1: say that I I think this team maybe is around 500 – I can't really. I don't know if I'm going to say up or down from there, but I don't think they're contenders. They're not the best team in the league. Like I said, I mean, I mean, he can he can work around Drew Brees. That can be something he can fix. I don't know if he can fix the flex spot so much. I'm not crazy about AJ Green. We talked a little bit about James White and Adrian Peterson. Maybe I don't know. I, I would say trending down. I would I would say below no. 500 maybe.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird because it, in most leagues I say, don't roster quarterback depth but man it's like when you've got a guy like brian hill it's sort of tempting to say like man you should just pick up a quarterback just in case drew Brees is really actually bad this year because granted they sort of took an early lead against tampa bay so i think it's unfair to say that he was bad week one even though the film didn't look good but the film looked bad week two and -hmm. it's like if michael thomas is that important i mean i don't know when michael thomas is coming back he had a high-angle injury. It wasn't a sprain, but it was an injury nonetheless. It might have been a mild sprain or something. but I still think Heyman's trending up. I, I favor Heyman to be a over 500 team this season. Moving on to Jordan's team, Go Tigers. Um, is he on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? I can't remember. I lost you for a little bit.
1: <laughs> I
2: Sorry, I must for have been moment. an internet thing. Yeah.
0: So anyway, okay, say so we're, we go. Go, we're going on to Jordan. Go Tigers. Um. Still talking about quarterback issues. Weird. It's kind of weird, you know. I I I always downplay quarterback. I think a lot of it's just there's so so much weird uncertainty this season, and it's like he. Obviously, the ranking, it's a record, but then all things can. If record is even, it's ranked by points. So Jordan clearly has less points than a lot of these other one and one teams, and I think Carson Wentz is definitely part of the problem when you look at that. I mean, not even over thirteen points in his first two games, despite. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they were high scoring affairs, but that was because the other team put up a lot of points. I know PFF has been really down on Carson Wentz.
1: Me too. I had him in my other. I had him in my other league, but I dropped him for Tannehill or something. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. It's weird. It's. I remember what was it, 2017, where he was gonna be the MVP. Yeah. He looked so yeah, good. He was so fun to watch. And now it's just like, what happened to him? It's like I don't know if he lost a step or what. But.
0: Too many injuries, maybe. I mean, could be. Definitely the terrible. The Eagles don't have a good line. They don't have a good receiving core. And it just seems like everything they do to try to improve it backfires on them. Like JJ arcega Whiteside, I don't I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not on the team in a couple of years. I mean, he's definitely been a bust. And Jalen Rieger, I mean, I don't know how he's looked so far, but he's injured. So yeah. There's yeah, only four well, there's only four active wide receivers on the team right now.
1: That's kind of strange. Uh with that being said though, he did pick up Joe Burrow. Uh, off the waiver wire, who I think will probably be a startable player over Carson Wentz.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think as, as they start to get, as he starts to get better and get used to the speed and, you know, I, like I looking at where I would start him next, he actually does play some pretty decent defenses, but I mean, they go back to Cleveland or they play Cleveland again in Cincinnati and he put up granted he had 61 pass attempts
1: yeah, it's pretty crazy. But
0: I mean, if he's done that many times, but, I mean, I don't think that'll happen every who week. Who cares?
1: Though. I mean, if you're doing fantasy, just if he keeps slinging it, or if he keeps having so many attempts, you know, he's he'll get points. It'll it'll happen.
0: So Senior. I think I, he could probably f-
1: fit him in at yeah. starting quarterback there. But yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, I, I was just gonna say, um, I think that they the issues plaguing Jordan's team early. Anyway, seem to be. Injury-related, I mean, Chris Godwin had the concussion. He was out week two. Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup was a guy who people liked a lot. And he was really good, what was it, two seasons ago before he got towards ACL. Then last season, he was really good until Higby started getting a lot of work. When Higby came back, Cooper Cup his production dialed back a lot. And I know he put up 80, 81 yards last week, but it just seems like he's not as important a part of the offense anymore. And so, I mean, that's sort of unfortunate for Jordan because he's having these wide receiver issues. I mean, Will Fuller, nobody says Will Fuller is a bad player, but it's always the injuries things with him. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't, he's not even on the injury report, which is so confusing given that he, basically didn't play in week 2 game time because of a hamstring injury or something like you just can't yeah. trust Will Fuller and that's a, that's going to be Jordan's problem and I mean he has I mean, two solid yeah. running backs if they are going to keep if if Will
1: Fuller plays and he obviously he got to put him in so I feel good about that maybe he's he's holding out hope for a young guy like Justin Jefferson
0: or michael or Pittman. michael pitman Ma- michael Pittman's, i think been trending up in terms of targets he had six targets last week in a game where they just sort of steamrolled the vikings and didn't really need him to do anything yeah it may be
1: a patience thing on that end um i don't Ty love... looked bad yeah true and paris campbell's out indefinitely uh so th- that's probably good and then Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe it's a patience thing with Jordan. He's got a lot of young players on his team. DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman. These are guys that maybe, in a game or you know maybe a few games down the line, he can put in instead of Latavius Murray, for instance. But actually, I don't hate this team. I don't hate it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm pretty down on this team. I mean, I like Chris Godwin. Um, I worry. I worry about how much the ball is going to be spread around in Tampa Bay. And I worry that even though he's the same player he was last year, that the script isn't quite as favorable to him, the, the situation. And I worry about Cooper Cup, especially after like last week where Higby sort of had like, I wouldn't say a breakout, but he had that amazing game with all the touchdowns. I mean, I'm not worried about Kamara. I think Lindsey's going to be out for a few more weeks or something. Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon's going to be pretty good as long as Lindsey's out. And, hey, I don't think he's going to be bad even if Lindsey's playing. But I just yeah. yeah, I worry about Will Fuller. I don't like that Latavius Murray is his flex right now. I mean, I even this week, I don't know why you would play Latavius Murray. I would play Michael Pittman Jr. over Latavius Murray. I would play DeAndre Swift over Latavius Murray. I would maybe even play Justin Jefferson over Latavius Murray. I, I don't really get why he's doing that. So yeah. I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm sort of trending down on this team. I mean, I think it could be a winning team, but it's going to come down to luck. I don't I don't know if there's an I don't know if the situation here is set up for consistent winning.
2: Yeah,
1: maybe not a contender, but uh, I'm a little bit higher up than you are. I would say probably 500 or right above, but probably not of course, first or second place. Now
0: that I said that, I'm going to lose to him this week. <laughs> You know, I, before we move, move on too much, I, I thought it was funny how, what did I say last week? I, I made two sort of like definitive statements. One of them I said was, if Saquon Bar- Barkley plays like a running back one, Adam will beat me. And I ended up winning by like 10 points or something.
1: Oh, and Saquon what had like Saquon had points. like three,
0: yeah. So if he had actually, if he had played like a running back one, Adam would have won. Was there something else I said? I think it was we'll get to it when we get to John's team, because I think that was my other statement that I made that ended up coming true. This uh let's see, how how long have we been going here? A little over an hour. Maybe we'll try to speed up these next ones. Sure. What do we got. So grid, iron, grid, gridiron grimace, grid, grimace, Alex. Um
1: Love Kyler Murray.
0: Yeah, I mean Kyler in my mind, Kyler Murray is Don't uh, crucify me. I think I have him above Patrick Mahomes here. I think I would go Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray as far as fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, yeah, fantasy. Okay. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes is no doubt the best passer in the league. I mean, he's the best pure quarterback in the league and obviously has the athletic ability to run as well. But, I mean, he's got this Murray Hopkins pairing, which is, like, deadly. I mean, Hopkins looks the best he's ever looked playing in Arizona. I mean, I think that any fears that he was going to get sort of caught up in the system... Granted, it's been two weeks, but any fears that he was going to get caught up in this, like, spread it around system have to be quelled right now, because he looks amazing. 16 targets, 9 targets. He and Kyler Murray are basically willing the Cardinals to victory. I mean, Kyler Murray looks so... Every time he cuts off for a run... And even though I think Lamar Jackson is better... Oh, man. I don't... I actually might think Kyler Burry is a better runner than Lamar Jackson. He's not as fast, but he's a better runner. I don't know if I'm going to put my name to that. but
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So, we'll see. It's still early in the season. Maybe he just blows out everybody. So,
0: James Conner had a good game. But he didn't have a good game for most of the day. He must have gotten a big run, a couple big runs or something, because I was looking at him, and he had like a pretty lame line, but he had a touchdown that was keeping him relevant but then I looked then later in the day and he had like 70 more yards than when I last looked. So he must've cut off a couple of big runs. Mm. Um. But yeah, looking, I mean, I think Dallas Goddard, especially with all these guys hurt I and mean, he didn't do much last week, but I think he's a good play at tight end.
1: Definitely. He had eight targets still,
0: but looking at this forward, team, yeah. I'm selling ends. big time. Uh, what do you there, mean by that <laughs> there's i mean looking at the, or oh, that's right selling meaning i, I think he finished well below 500 okay michael gallup i love michael gallup but man he's just i think there might just be too many mouths to feed in in dallas and i wish that they would just trade him already
1: yeah i have to agree with that the running back situation is
0: yeah i mean granted levion will come back maybe. Levion will probably come back after these three. Oh, that's weeks. true.
1: I guess I didn't realize it. I still, I don't know if I trust. I,
0: well, yeah. I, I, so with Levion, I mean, I'm, I'm even, I'm taking a, a, a positive approach and thinking like just on volume alone, Levion might get ten points a game. But I don't even know if that's true to be honest. Yeah. I don't but know even with that, bad. like Jordan Reed is irrelevant if George Kittle's playing. Mo Alley Cox may be irrelevant if Jeff Jack Doyle is playing. Alan Lazard, he had a good week one, but it well, seems yeah. like it's sort of between him and MVS as far as who's going to be the, the wide two. receiver two point producer. And so yeah, I mean, Wilson. just this is a rough this is a rough team. I think that uh, I think that this week he might have a good shot. I don't think I would start Jeff Wilson Jr. I think would probably start Jamal Williams over him or Rex Burkhead. Even I mean. Yeah, I disagree with that, but I think that because he's taking advantage of the injuries, he'll have a yeah, good week. Yeah.
1: Especially if Devontae Adams doesn't play, then he's got Alan
0: Lazard, and then Jordan Reed is going to get
1: the tight end one. Yeah. And so, yeah, he might uh, win this week. And
0: yeah. a lot of people are high on Malcolm, Michael Gallup this week because they're saying the Seattle secondary has been bad, but so is the Falcons secondary and he didn't do anything? I mean, he's looked good. He catches amazing catches, but... He's just, he's just not getting the targets.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I, I mean, the thing with Alex though, is that you, if you have Kyler Murray on your team, I think Andy, Andre Hopkins, it's hard to count you out out of every contest. Yeah. Cause I, so, think I mean, that if these... those two guys score like 50 points or 60 points or something crazy, and then, man, I'm looking at every this week.
0: I'm looking at the schedule and <laughs> it looks very favorable for Kyler Murray and Deandre Hopkins. You got Detroit this week, Carolina, which is terrible defense the jets which are the jets dallas which has a bad defense and is hurt seattle which has a bad secondary he's got a bye week miami a little bit better buffalo a lot better but then seattle again in a rough game i mean that's just like so far out though but like this near-term schedule for kyler murray and deandre hopkins as as a by proxy looks very favorable we'll just put it that way so they they but win. I still think they could win for Alex. Yeah. I still think trending down, but I think much like how Jordan will luck his way into and out of games, I think it'll happen with Alex too. Like he's gonna get that like guaranteed fifty points, sixty points maybe from Kyler and DeAndre. And then it's just gonna be what is a what does his team do? If he gets some touchdown favorability from his sort of like from some of these bums that he has. He might win the game, and especially if the team he's playing does poorly. So I think he might be hovering around 500, but I'm still going to go uh, sub-500.
1: I think so. I think so. I think he's got a lot of issues elsewhere. He did. So uh, just, just real quick, Gardner Minshew, he did pick him up, which did, maybe sorry. is now a little questionable because he has Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah. And then two, shout out to Alex for actually participating in the waiver wire. He's actually been yeah. out there trying to, trying to improve his team. So uh, that I had to commend him for. Where there's a lot of other players, other people, and managers in this league that kind of ignore that aspect.
0: Yeah, you don't win your league at the draft. You got to play the waivers. It's just a Let's fact of life. So, next team is Dark Horse, which Seth had like a, an amazing week one and a terrible week two. So, it's hard to read his team. Um,. Looking at it, I mean, I I really don't like Zach Ertz. I think he's sort of cooked. He might be good just because he get just cause everybody else is hurt. But I mean, I think Dallas Goddard might be more or less getting that work. Mm-hmm. But looking at the team, I mean, his running back
1: situation has improved. I mean, yeah, were talking he's, last week or a couple weeks ago that he had Philip Lindsay as his RB one, right? Yeah, he's, and, he's
0: working. I mean, granted, Mike Davis. He's a temp- he's a temporary option. He's not going to be startable in four weeks potentially when Christian McCaffrey comes back. Peyton Barber is droppable. I don't know if you would just because what are you, who are you going to pick up, but Peyton Barber is droppable, uh, and he blew a lot of money on Peyton Barber. I I don't I don't know how much attention Seth pays to the games, or or if he knows how to like look at the stats and see like is this something I can expect every week. Um, I think you have to be pretty in tune with. With the teams to know to know like the Washington backfield situation and know that Peyton Barber was just smoke, so I don't necessarily blame him for putting in that bid. But even then, like seventeen attempts with twenty nine yards and two touchdowns, right? That's not sustainable. So, but he could put in Philip Lindsay when Mike Davis pre- presumably Philip Lindsay will be healthy, and you know obviously he's not going to produce like an RB one or RB two, but you could play him. Logan Thomas got a lot of targets last week, didn't really turn into production, but he might be a, a long term solution at in Flex. I just don't think I believe in his starting receivers. I think uh Adam Thielen obviously had a great week one, but a lot of that was just garbage time. Week two was bad. Looking at yeah, he's got some good defense matchups in Seattle and Atlanta, but I don't really trust Adam Thielen. I don't think I think we're going to see more games like Week Two than we will games like Week One.
1: Mm-hmm. I like Julian Edelman on his team though, that's that's his strength. But I mean, he doesn't have Julio anymore.
0: Yeah, mean he has Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean Julian Edelman. I was so surprised to hear that he got his career yardage uh, record in the, in that week. 179 is pretty impressive. Yeah.
1: So I mean we'll see how this team turns out. I'm kind of leaning towards that it's not going to be good, but again, another manager that I have to commend for working trying to get trades done, doing a lot on the waiver wire even though he's, you know, made some questionable waiver wire decisions, but you know, he has no more fab. So he's going to have to rely on zero bids or trades from now on. But it might not be so bad because you know, it's week three, we don't know really however many new, new players are going to come out and be like, whoa, how did I not have that guy on my yeah. team
0: before? I mean, I would definitely say if... And then Alshon Jeffrey, I guess, is going to come back. I don't know if I believe in Alshon Jeffrey, but I he might be a guy that you would start over Logan Thomas. I think the thing with Seth is... I, I think that if you believe in Adam Thielen, if you believe in Juju Smith-Schuster, then his team is greater than 50%. I just don't think I believe in them. I just don't think Adam Thielen without Stefan Diggs is going to produce as much as he does. I think he's like a a textbook wide receiver too. Mm -hmm. And I think Juju, his week one, is driven by those two touchdowns. And I think you're going to see a lot more like week twos where he has a decent amount of targets, decent amount of receptions, but just, it's not turning out to be much of anything. I think that Deontay Johnson is definitely the wide receiver one on that team. My guy. Yep, he's a good pickup. So um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I am gonna though say that he's above average. I just don't think he makes. I don't know if he makes the playoffs.
1: I think he's up there. I think he's upper half. What is it? What's this playoff situation? Six teams? Oh, yeah, I think it's still six teams. Yeah, he
0: might be like seventh or
1: eighth seed yeah I can see that happening i I don't hate it I, I it's not terrible
0: i think I think that those guys even though I don't believe in them as I don't believe in their ceiling or how do I put this I don't believe that they have as high of a floor as other people would maybe think they do but I still think they have that high ceiling as evidenced by the fact that they've both put up pretty good games yep so next let's see there was Seth Dark horse. Number eight. Number eight Tampa eight, Bay. Tampa Bay. David.
1: Mike Evans seems to be <clears throat> holding his own so far with Tampa Bra- Brady. Granted, Don that Brady. was
0: without uh, Chris Godwin. Yeah. We'll see um, how that happens. when.
1: I mean, you say that week one, he was, he was not that great. He I liked it. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: I really liked his KJ Hamler pickup. I think that was a, a nice, smart move. Um,. And you have to, like, so looking at his team, I'm mean, actually pretty, I like CD Lamb. I think he's probably one of my, him and LaVisca Chenault, I would say, are like my favorite rookie wide receivers rest of season. Um, Darren Waller has been a monster. Actually, I was up in a, in, a, in my work league. I was up like 30 points going into Monday night game with only the other guy only had Darren Waller. And it is a PPR. It's full PPR. And I thought, like, man, I have this in the bag. I only won by four points because Darren Waller just had so many. He had 12 receptions.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Now he's, he's bona fide tight end one, probably the top three tight ends of this season. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, with George Kittle having so much injury questions so far, I would say Darren Waller's ahead of him.
0: I would say, um, I think... A, myself included a lot of people thought emmanuel sanders would be good this year i think that says more about how people feel about traquan smith than it says about emmanuel sanders but he's been bad and i don't think he's going to get much better i mean he had nine points but that was because of a touchdown and like everybody thought that he was going to be getting all the work in week two but he i'm pretty sure he got less receptions less yards than both traquan smith and um deontay harris so I don't, think I'm ben- I don't think I'm flexing Emmanuel Sanders at this point. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for – I mean, I would probably actually flex KJ Hamler over Emmanuel Sanders. That'd be tough to do. I, I, maybe I would give Emmanuel Sanders one more week, but I think the problem probably. with David's team here – I mean, granted, when DJ Chark is healthy, Emmanuel Sanders doesn't need to be in the lineup. And so I, I actually don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagining that's his roster, I think that's good and all. I think the problem here was Clyde edwards Um I think he might have a lot of weeks, like week two. I think he, he was getting there was a lot of working in Darwin Thompson. Um, and a question: He had was this? He had a rushing touch? No, okay, that's week one. So I mean, I, I do think he has that solid ten-point floor, but I don't think he's going to be quite the right the running back one that people thought he was like I don't think he's going to come I don't think he's going to be like Josh Jacobs definitely not like Zeke or or McCaffrey he but if he see, didn't get hurt yeah who's, who's or Camara at this point yeah Camara. okay I think that the Chiefs are going to be working in a lot of their other running backs not to the point where they'd be relevant but I think that you are going to see that painful losing work but granted apparently I think the Chargers defense is actually pretty decent
1: I, I, the way that I see it is this, is that week one, I think Clyde Edwards-Hillary didn't get a, a ton of like his, fa- I mean, he had a good fantasy show out before he caught like, like, like the one pass or something, but, but, you know, I think the fact that they were up against Houston and then he like, what, he went off for like a 60 yard run yeah, or something, maybe. I I think so Houston's I think trash anyway. Help. Houston is so yeah. terrible.
0: I think yeah. that they might, Houston might. It would be such a Bill O'Brien thing to tank for Trevor when you have Deshaun Watson after you just paid him. That would be Bill O'Brien's be an wild. idiot. <laughs> that would be I, wild I, I, so. It's, so I could actually see it. it. Though obviously the glaring weakness here on his roster is Ronald Jones. I mean, it yep. it looks like he's on the outs in favor of Fournette, but you never know. So it's just he has I nobody. He has nobody to start over him. So you have. to I would trot hold him I would out hope
1: for weekend. Rojo right now, and then think that maybe Malcolm Brown will come back and be the guy that that's where I would say, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, Ronald Jones, he, he could very well be as consistent with like the nine points or whatever the rest of the season. And you know, that would be okay. Seeing the rest of his roster, which is, is pretty good. I would say, I think, I think David will be a playoff team.
0: I was I was gonna say that even though I don't like the Rojo situation, I would DJ Clark is gonna be in that. Yeah, yeah. I I tried to trade for Noah Fant before waivers went through. I can't remember what I offered him.
1: Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I think he David had
0: Johnson. I think I offered killing. David Johnson for Noah Fant. I thought it was fair because he has a bad running back situation, but uh, he then. He returned with Fant and Rojo for Josh Jacobs and uh Dad, nah 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 nah. Yeah, he's not gonna do that. Sorry, David. All right, so now we're getting to the top half of the league. Rise of Trubiscuit. Joseph. Yeah, I'm definitely just immediately looking at this team. I mean, it's actually kind of weird because I like Tannehill. I like John Brown. I like Robbie. An- I think Rob John Brown and Robbie Anderson is flexes. great Great, options great
1: flexes yeah those are really good
0: dalvin cook he actually has not been getting that much work 12 attempts 14 attempts the vikings just suck and they keep getting game scripted out and maybe things will turn around because they tennessee's a good defense but then houston seattle and atlanta are all struggling with defense so i think that he might turn it around these next few weeks either way i mean he's obviously getting goal line work He's getting enough – there's enough garbage time work to go around. He had two two-point conversions in week one. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I, I think he's still safe with Dalvin Cook, but I am a little worried if I'm him. I'm worried that the floor will eventually fall out underneath him just because the team is bad. Yeah. Um. But Deion Lewis is r- running back two. No good. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I mean, there. looking at this team, it's like, again –
2: T-Y he Hilton. has so many
0: guys that are in his if they're in his flex. I'm like, that's a great flex. Like Mike Williams in the flex, awesome. John Brown, Robbie Anderson, all those guys in the flex. That's awesome. Jamison Crowder when he's healthy in the flex, awesome. T Y Hilton though, I'm oh, man, I, if I, he's on my team, I'm not even sure if I'm if I'm starting him. Agreed. And Amari Cooper, he hasn't hit the touchdown yet, and he's getting obviously a lot of targets and yards.
1: That's actually more positive than i was thinking about amari i was thinking more uh amari was i mean throughout his whole career he's been kind of up and down yeah so, so but I guess it's, it's a good it's, sign it's not bad even last year i mean he was a little up and down but I mean, I maybe think he I, is fine as a wide receiver one here. i
0: think i mentioned this how he drafted him in the third round and i think that's a value pick and i think you see why because he is getting all this yardage and eventually the touchdown will come and so, what you don't want is you don't want the Amari Cooper of old where it's like one catch for eight yards. That's the Amari yeah. Cooper that you, that's always threatening in the, in the yep. distance. So, as long as until that happens, I'm cautiously optimistic about Amari Cooper. But yeah, like when Jamison, well, oh, damn. I mean, he didn't have a good game last week. So, I probably don't start him over T.Y. Hilton. Plus, it's the Jets. If he were healthy, I'd probably start Jamison Crowder over T.Y. Hilton.
1: Probably. Yeah, and Joseph also got Ryan Tannehill, which I thought was pretty good. I was debating that. I was, I think, I, I like, woke up early that day, and I was like, should I get him? And then I was like, and then I kind of, like, was working on other stuff, and then I forgot about it, and then Joseph got him. I was like, damn, maybe I should have gotten him.
0: Yeah, I'm sort of, I don't know how to read this team. I think Dion Lewis is the RB, two that's rough. I'm tended to give him a losing record just based on that. But I do think that his flexes and when Jamison Crowder is healthy, I think that'll bolster him and he has Travis Kelsey. So I actually think he's a winning team rest of season.
1: I'll go a little bit I I'll, I'll, I'll go south of that. I'll go okay. under 500.
0: So moving on, Jack's team also one-and-one. One. This is an interesting team. Darius Slayton is the wide receiver, too. Not so, crazy about that,
1: even though last week I was talking him up.
0: So you have to like your running back situation with uh, after last week's game because Austin Eckler, we saw, I, we talked him down, but then he, he proved us wrong. He actually looked really good in that game. Um, I really hope that when he's healthy, they don't start Tyrod Taylor, but maybe I'll be changing my mind. Um, now, Raheem Mostert, I think he's only expected to be out one week. Michael Thomas is supposed to be coming back in a couple of weeks. So this team will be looking a lot different in probably three weeks. Now, with that said, Austin Hooper clearly has not lived up to the offseason hype, even with Njoku out. I mean, he's just done squat. But I like Josh Allen, even though I think he's got a tough matchup the next few weeks. Rams... Las Vegas is favorable, but Tennessee eh, then it's pretty nice. So Christian Kirk is pretty much done. Like I, I don't think that he's gonna have much involvement in the offense in general. He's benching Aaron Rodgers. Actually, I would see if, if I were him, I would try to move Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen for for a player. Wide receiver, maybe. Yeah. With Michael Thomas out, his
1: that's the weakness I see, or even tight end.
0: So I will fully admit though that I I don't think Michael Thomas will be the same. I mean, like I said, high ankle stuff that just nags. And so I'm going to go ahead and say that I think that um I think that that Jack's team is a losing team rest of season. I think that his wide receiver situation is so low floor. I mean, I don't believe in the Giants right now without uh, Saquon. I think that they're they're a bad team all around. Darius Slayton I like but uh yeah i just don't i don't see him doing week one every week um tyler boyd i i also like but you I'm have to keep sure in mind that, that this line this line was garbage time it was a day where they ran like 92 plays a day where joe burrow had 61 pass attempts and that's what he did so you're looking at like very outlier numbers for Tyler Boyd. And I just think it's going to take a while for Cincinnati to put everything together. And there's so much confusion too. Like, like Auden Tate was a healthy scratch last week and John Ross basically saw no snaps, whereas Mike Thomas saw a bunch. And so like clearly whatever's going on in Cincinnati, they view it as experimental. I don't think they're actually trying to win this season. They're just trying to like, see what works. And so it, it it makes me very uncertain about Tyler Boyd rest of season, but yeah, I mean, I guess Darius Slayton and the Flex, I like. I just don't like him as a wide receiver, too, same with Tyler Boyd somewhat yeah you you have to imagine that Jack's team looks a lot different when his players are healthy, but I still think that rest of season this might be a losing team, because yeah, I don't I think, think, think Michael Thomas either. will ever be will ever be totally healthy this season.
1: I may disagree with you on that point but i think the rest of his wide receivers are not going to be pulling up the weight raheem mostert will be great probably when he comes back and i like his running back situation now but he's got too much weakness i think in the wide receiver area all right 500 i would say yeah
0: moving on to dylan's team this is a weird one i yeah I hate, simultaneously hate and like this team, but I think that what, it is, what I don't like about this team is I think that Odell Beckham is not as good as week two would suggest. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be very similar to last season. He caught a 48-yard touchdown, and that made his day relevant in a day where yep. the Bengals scored 35 points. And it was just bad coverage why he caught the touchdown because the Bengals have like the one of the worst defenses. So I, I'm nervous that that's not sustainable. I think Baker Mayfield doesn't look very good. DJ Moore did a good week two after a bad week one. I guess I'm. It's just not enough data. Not enough data. Is Robbie to Anderson see.
1: getting more work than DJ Moore? That'd be I hard. Think to... So I mean, Bobby have... Anderson's
0: actually been really good this season. He's looked like a wide receiver one.
1: Yeah. So that might be hurtful there. I don't know really why he's starting Curtis Samuel. I love Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs maybe is the best yeah. player on his team besides Russell. Wilson. And
0: this, I guess that's sort of the thing is like, you got to think about things. I think the thing is looking at this, Marcos Valdez Scantling might end up being a good player. Like, He's got two good games. A good game and then like a game where he wasn't really needed much. I mean, it definitely went the way of Aaron Jones in week two. Jared Cook, I mean, yeah, I don't believe in Jared Cook much, but I don't know how I feel about this Uh, uh, team. It's just so uncertain.
1: Russell Wilson will be great, but uh, I, I think this team will be under 500.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree because I just don't think there's anything on the bench. Mark was valid. As Scantling is interesting. I'd probably start him over Curtis Samuel, especially this week with Devontae Adams out. Is he out? I, yeah, I, I don't know if they ruled him out, but I think he's doubtful. Okay, which yeah, is basically yeah. I I rare you rarely see somebody doubtful play. play. I guess like where where this team really comes down is when is Odell Henry Beckham back? Is, yeah, there's just so much uncertainty that it's like, see me week four, and I'll have a stronger opinion about this team. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a good point. I, I like
0: will, a letter for net, Like, I have no idea what to make of this team.
1: I'm inclined to put him at under 500, but I agree, maybe we should come back to that in a few weeks.
0: Yeah, I'll go with my gut, with my gut feeling when I first saw him draft the team, and I'll go under 500, but I'll I'll say that that's, it's like a coin flip. It's like 51%. Yeah
1: are going a little bit too, maybe too many teams under 500 here. There's only, no, I mean, uh, I think I've actually,
0: teams, right? I, I felt teams? pressured to say under 500 because I felt like I was going too many teams over 500.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that too. We'll have to though.
0: go back and listen to the podcast and see if our numbers are right. Yeah. So next up we have the second ranked team, which I am totally going for under 500, and that is C Man. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't. I don't want to spend too much time on this team because we sort of already brought it up. But obviously, with Christian McCaffrey out six weeks, he didn't really do anything to fix it. He's got really nobody on his bench that can do anything to help him. Uh, definitely should have made some waiver wire moves, Corey. If you're if you're uncertain how to do it, ask Adam for some help. It might be a little too late now, but you never know. I mean, it's still early in the season. Somebody will have a good game week three that's still available. Yeah, it's just with there's not much to say about this team other than even Alan Hayden Hurt
1: has been kind of disappointing. Yeah. I mean,
0: for sure. He's sort of been a lot disappointing of targets. in real life too, giving up interceptions, basically. Um, I, I actually, I argued with people on Reddit where people on Reddit were saying like, Alan Robinson is he's, he's put up wide receiver one seasons with bad quarterbacks. So, you know, he's amazing. He's got to be one of the best. And I was like, Okay, I agree he's a good receiver, but I think the logic is a little flawed because these, the reason why he's getting so much work is because his quarterbacks are bad and they're force-feeding him the ball. So he's getting like 150 targets a year, which I guess he's on pace for. I mean, nine targets a game, that's 144 targets. So is basically 150. But it's true that it's not really turning into much. Um mm-hmm. This week, this week, we'll let you know, right? Like if he, if he does bad this week, then worry. Yeah. This is the week where he should be good.
1: Yeah. DK Metcalf is great, but overall this team is very struggling in the bench right. area and, and flex, I would say Matt Breed has got it. He's droppable.
0: And what I argued with too, was like the Andy Reed system does not produce for a traditional wide receiver one. And you see that, I mean, remember when I think when Andy Reid first went to Kansas City, it was like 20 games before a wide receiver caught a touchdown or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I mean, that's what you see now. It's like Tyreek Hill, yeah, he's a wide receiver one on paper, but he's not really a wide receiver. He's just a generic player who wide receiver best describes what he is. Or I shouldn't say generic player, gadget player maybe. I hate, the, I hate that phrase, gadget, but for lack of a better term. X-factor. Yeah, and there's no wide receiver one in Philly. I mean, you could argue Alshon Jeffrey was, but. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, 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 you're right. I wish the podcast people could see my face at that statement. (laughs) (laughs) Even in Indianapolis, like, since Frank Reich's been there, have they really had, like, a wide receiver one? I mean, T.Y. Hilton, he's always been injured, and so there's kind of this thought of, like, well, is he not producing? Because he's just had so many injuries, and he's older. Or it could just be that the situation, the uh, scheme, just isn't favorable to having a wide receiver one. Yeah, I'm not so I, I, so I, but anyway, again, yeah. Like if he doesn't do on, it this I week, we yeah. maybe even pivot. Like, try to sell him. Maybe it's hard to trade somebody like that unless you have somebody who really believes in him. DK so I'm definitely going. One, but yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he is, but it's. I just don't think this team can be carried by Matt Ryan, DK Metcalf, and Chris Carson. Yep. Hunter Henry's getting a lot of work, but Hayden Hurst. I mean, even Hayden Hurst last week, again, I hate playing the game of like take out a player's best play, and he looks really bad. It's like okay, we'll do that to everyone and, and see how good they are. But like, Hayden Hurst last week has a pretty lame game. If he doesn't catch, he was basically left uncovered. And mm-hmm. Matt Ryan just tossed it to him. And there was nobody within like 30 yards of him. And he ran it in for a touchdown. But there was like, what, probably a 35-yard touchdown. That if you wipe that play out just because Dallas actually plays defense, I, he has a decent game by tight end standards, but not by flex standards. So Corey's team, I say, is is a definite sub-500 team. And I actually don't know if it's over 500 even with Christian McCaffrey, to be honest.
1: Yep. Let's move on. Next is the Adams family, Kyle. Yeah, I he's don't know. Our he last was complaining. One, one team, right? Uh, yeah. He he was complaining that he didn't feel good about Calvin Ridley being his wide receiver too. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, he's a bona fide wide receiver one this year. He's killing it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to continue. And meanwhile, he, meanwhile him. he asked me every week in Dynasty to trade for him. So, time to get consistent, Kyle.
2: So I would say, no, I mean, I obviously Kyle, really. Kyle's love team
0: him. has been I don't he might have the most points in the league if him or John. He's second, but only like two points under John for most points. And he's one and one, so I presumably he had just bad luck one week. I I'd have to look at the I'd have to look at the way things panned out. I mean he definitely has like one of the best teams. I think a lot of it is like a lot of it is that he a lot of the reason why he has the most points is because he just had things work out last week dak obviously getting basically 40 points mm-hmm. and then calvin ridley his touchdown machine and a yardage machine too i mean he's just getting a lot
1: i think he's leading the league in yards as well
0: Kenyon drake's been so so but a lot of people are saying that he's going to have a great game this week which i would believe todd Gurley is the one that i'm worried about i mean I said at the beginning of the season like that I didn't think Todd Gurley was cooked and I thought that the worry was that he was just hurt and um, or not that he was hurt but that he was going that he was less durable so if the team just didn't care about that and still ran him anyway he would get a lot of points doesn't seem like that's coming true I mean if that in that huge game last week he only put up six and that was like perfect game script right like the Falcons had such a high lead, just feed it to Gurley and mm-hmm. let him run it out. But that didn't really turn out so well. So I'm actually a little worried about his running back situations just because yeah. Kenyon Drake, like I like Kenyon Drake as a player. I, I wish I had drafted him over miles Sanders. Maybe now I don't, but yeah. So I definitely think Kyle, I mean, why we shouldn't talk about it too much. Maybe we'll quickly finish the projections. Cause I think we've been going at this pretty long. Obviously yeah. Kyle is a, is an over five hundred team. Agreed. Agreed. The worry the worries that he should have are not like any worries that should make him pivot. It's just things that should be in the back of his mind. Clearly when Devontae mm-hmm. Adams is back, he's going into the wide receiver one slot and then probably uh I mean start I don't know, yeah. smith over Debo Samuels James healthy. Start him over Jerry McKinnon. I mean yeah.
1: Jerick McKinnon has been put up a lot of points but he he worries me. I mean he's only got 3 rushing attempts in each of the last two games and he's kind of had those like monster plays. Yeah. I don't know. I mean if you if you if he has that every week then Well, I think I mean, with Tevin yeah.
0: Coleman being hurt, I think he's a safe play even with Raheem Mostert back. But yeah. he doesn't make me feel like I wouldn't want him as my running back too, which mm-hmm. is where he might end up being if Todd Gurley continues to stick it up. I think Antonio Gibson is going to start putting up better numbers though um maybe not in the next few weeks cuz to kind of have a hard schedule after Cleveland anyway we'll see. let's move on yeah. cuz we know Kyle's probably over. over 500 yeah next up first uh undefeated team erlacher with hair um sort of got lucky last week and definitely like as far as points per week I'm much lower than like Kyle but I still like my team I think Keenan Allen is going to be better with Justin Herbert, so I'm happy about that. Um, obviously, I had low points week one because my tight end got hurt on his first catch. In general, I think I like my team. I think that there's going to be some feeling out that my team has to do. I think Brian Edwards will get better as the season goes on. I'm not sure if I want to play Brandon Cooks this week against Pittsburgh, but I still believe in him long-term for the season. Like I will probably play him Against Minnesota and Jacksonville. I mean,
1: if uh, Will Fuller is out, yeah, I would put him in. But Will Fuller is apparently healthy this year, this week.
0: But I mean, I, I definitely think I I have four wide receiver or four running back ones on the team, which I like. So I love my flexes and my running backs. It's really just, I mean, I'm assuming Dalton Schultz just gets the volume to be good. But I guess that's sort of like a bad assumption. Like for all I know, he'll put up a stinker this week. Maybe. it's really the the wide receivers are my worry at this point and it's just hopefully one of these hopefully i can get two of these guys that i can put in my lineup and feel good about
1: yeah i agree i mean your running backs are probably the strongest in the league uh i don't know if they're all running back ones but
0: uh well how is running back one defined top 15
1: uh i don't know top 14 i guess right if we have 14 people in the league
0: yeah I mean, I definitely think so. James Robinson has been at least, and we know Josh Jacobs will be. And David Montgomery looks really good this season. Yeah. The only the only worry about Montgomery is, the only worry team. about Montgomery is the uh script, like whether Nagy plays him enough. And then Miles Sanders I yeah, I mean I guess you have to believe in Miles Sanders, but he did good last week when they were down a lot. He's yeah, undroppable right now.
1: I think your running backs will carry you to a above five hundred team. Pro- you're probably a playoff team.
0: Yeah, probably. Hopefully JK Dobbins gets better.
1: You could improve your quarterback situation probably. Not really crazy about Stafford. Six,
0: I don't pass. know. I mean I, I don't know who I would pick up over Stafford. Like yeah, that Jared, might be the problem. Jared Goff is the only one that sort of looks tempting. Yeah. I mean I think Stafford's fine, given that he he had pretty he had two decent weeks without Kenny Galladay. That's the thing. Is looking at these first two games, he didn't have Kenny Galladay, and he yeah. and he would have had four more points if uh, DeAndre Swift didn't suck. Yeah, in week one. Anyway, yeah, I mean, like I I would say I think I'm gonna finish. It's hard like when you start out the season two and O, it's hard to believe that you're gonna just collapse. Yeah. So I think I think that I might struggle the next few weeks as I figure out my wide receiver situation. But I think I'll I think eventually I'll have two guys in the rotation that I can rely on. And then finally, John Miser, 2-0. Um, I, I think it's pretty obvious we're going to say that he's, he's put up a ton of points. Contemporary. It's pretty obvious that we're going to say, yeah.
1: Potential winner of the league here. I, his team is looking really good, just looking at it here. Just with mean,
0: A.J. Brown being out. Yeah,
1: Cam Newton, Tyler Lockett, love those. Marquise Brown, that's maybe his weak spot on the starting roster. Joe Mixon, i also not crazy. I mean, I
0: don't know. I believe in Marquise Brown. I think it's just uh, he has the potential to get game scripted out because Baltimore is so good. And I think yeah. that was what happened in Houston.
1: Tight ends are crazy good. They've been Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I believe
0: department. in John U. Smith necessarily. I think he's I don't got know, a lot of man. touchdowns.
1: Yeah, why not? I mean, they seem to be feeding him in that regard.
0: But I do like Tyler Higbee. And, and I, I, I like I Joshua Kelly. I think Joshua yeah, Kelly yeah, yeah, will yeah. be flexible week in, week yep. out. I, and again, I, I already said that I like Lubisky Chenault. I mean, I, that's the thing is looking at this, A.J. Brown's healthy. He goes in the wide receiver two slot. And then you kind of have some wiggle room where you can, like, he can, week in, week out, he can sort of uh, play the matchups to decide. How he's going to sort out his flex and tight end situation because he has two guys he could play every week tight end, and then I think he's got Marquise Brown, with his Chenault and Joshua Kelly that he could put in at any time into his flex,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or a plan think, based on matchups, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I was wrong about Aaron Jones too. I was going into the season thinking he was going to definitely be a lot worse. So far, so good.
0: We'll see. We'll see. It's definitely confusing there. I mean, after a 43-point game, it's hard to say he's not good. He just gets so many touchdowns. Like, I don't think Aaron Jones is that good, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I don't think but he's as I mean, good as they points, to suggest, be fitting right in. It doesn't right matter
0: in. if he's getting the points, yeah. So, okay. All Jordan right, so I would lot, love to yeah. go back, comment if we actually got the right um, balance of winning and losing teams.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: I think we got close. I bet we're within one. Probably. So let's quickly go over these week three matchups. Uh, we're probably pushing... Oh, man, we're almost at two hours. Two hours. Yeah, let's do this quickly. Uh, Urlacher with hair versus Go Tigers. Um, despite Devontae Parker's slightly subpar performance, I'm going Erlecker with hair.
1: Yeah, me too. I think maybe uh, there might be some tweaks to Jordan's lineup. Before the games tomorrow, but uh, probably I would say you, your team in this one.
0: Actually, went ahead a week. Okay, Judge Judy versus Boyd O'Boyd. Is it I'm going Judge Judy to, here? I'm going according to
1: uh, oh, well. Yahoo.
0: Yeah, I'm going Judge Judy here.
2: I think that McLaurin
0: and Hill have good games and Boyd and Slayton have bad games. Uh I could see the running back situation sort of canceling out. Um Yeah. I okay. don't believe in Austin Hooper to get nearly close to eight point eight points. And um I think Kamen, I would have now obviously we know now that Chris Thompson only gets six point three points, but I think if Kamen had played Judy over Thompson, I would have easily handed it to him. But I am saying that I think I think Breeze gets his stuff together week three. I think that he uh, he wins this game.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm with that.
0: Money making Mitch versus rise of Trubisky. The two. Uh, I guess I have a Bears themed name I I have a Bears themed team name, but you guys have the two Mitch Trubisky themed team names, and you're actually starting Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. So, man, it's hard for me to pick against you for that. But <laughs> as I've said before, I. Don't think Jones plays, and if he does, it's like run around on the field and distract a cornerback only. So, just for that, I'm going to have to give it to Joseph.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with myself here. I got to believe in myself.
0: Well, and you also signed Rodrigo Blankenship, who has probably short, except for Giovanni Bernard, he is the best picture. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think I can make it happen this week. I think my yeah. I, th- I think I think I can make it happen.
0: Up next, the J- John versus Dylan's team. Um, Dylan's team projected to win by a smidge. Mm, man, I really want to say here that Dylan wins and leaves me as the last undefeated team in the league. I'm going John. I'm gonna yeah, I'll pivot and I'll I think if he plays M V S over Curtis Samuel, I think he has a better chance to win. So I'm gonna go Dylan. I hope he does that. Okay. <laughs> Football versus gridiron grimace. I, I think like that, Alex
1: in this one. I think he's got yeah. the he's got the uh the matchup better uh right we kind of discussed Adam being not that good and then I, uh he's got some he's taking advantage of some injuries Alex's so I think he gets yeah them. I
0: think I think Murray and Hopkins could easily combine for 60 points in fact I'll, I'll book it now they combine for 60 points this game uh, that's I a think, lot yeah I mean <laughs> so I think like I mean they're projected to combine for 50 as is right or is I'm my comfortable math totally with 50 off? no 40 no that's 40. okay they combined for 50 points this week okay, okay, okay. I, my math was off And I think that even though I sort of poo-pooed the Michael Gallup thing about, like, well, he played a bad defense last week and he didn't do anything, I do think he – I could see him catching a touchdown this game or having 100 yards. Like, I think this is a good Michael Gallup game. So I actually actually kind of like Alex in this game. I like Lazard Reed. They're solid flex plays for this week. I might be – like I said, I might be playing Williams over Jeff Wilson Jr., if I'm Alex or yep. Burkhead, either one, but I like, I like Alex this week. Yep. Me too. Moving on to Seaman versus dark horse. Uh, definitely going Seth this week. I think me he, too. you know, we talked about his team sort of down on his mm, low floor for his top receivers, but I'm not too worried about him this week, especially against uh, Corey has got sort of a sorry team. Especially after this Matt Breida near goose egg. Yep. And then finally Tampa Bay versus the Adams family. Another beyond the Dylan and John matchup. This is the other sort of shootout projected. Um, tough to say what's going to happen here. I think I'm going to give it to to Kyle because I think that I, I think that the Bears. Do they still have a bad rushing defense? I can't even really remember. Or he, Akeem Hicks is healthy now, and they got Robert. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's the rushing defense was not pretty as bad as last, as year, as I as last year. No, they were good last year. I think. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they're. I think their rushing defense is top ten in the league right now. I may be mistaken about. I'm that. I'm
0: a little nervous about that Baltimore matchup for Clyde Edwards- Blair, but. Uh, Yeah, I'm uh, I'm
1: going David in this one. I think David takes it.
0: All right. So I think then that's everyone. Okay. So we'll come at you next week with another podcast. If anybody's listening to this and you want to be on it, um, we're sort of working out some kinks here, but at the very least we have a method that we can, it's not ideal. It's not what we're doing right now, but we have a method to where, if you want to call in and you want to talk to us, you could do it. All you need to do is download a free app, and I'll tell you what to do. But if you're interested in calling in, let us know because we'd love to have you on. Yeah. But, uh, see you guys next week. Good luck.